on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Blake Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago. Hey, if you have not made it to one of these yet, you need to come down and hang out with us. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some football. Let's talk some uh, another crazy finish for the Aggies. Look ahead to Hawaii. Uh, take a look at the program at Johnny Carter's here as well as Logan Bonner. So we get a chance to catch uh, with these uh, two young men coming up here as well. But, Coach, uh, again, I know a lot of people have uh, had some fun at your expense on this thing, but another game, another crazy finish, and uh, you guys – there's all different kinds of ways to win, and you're finding out uh, you're finding all of them so far this season. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to check them off one at a time. Uh, it, it was nuts. We benefited from some miscommunication on their side, and it's still a win. Uh, you know, I think we, we talked a good bit the last couple of days. First time we've really been in that position where they've been chasing us. We've kind of been chasing the opponents and some things we didn't handle real real well right down there to stretch. And it got tight and and. You know, fortunately, they they kind of botched the communication of those last that last play, and and honestly, the the should have been a flag play, should have been dead. Yeah. You know, uh, but um, but they missed it. So we're learning a lot of really valuable lessons. Luckily, at the uh, you know after after a win, uh, as opposed to sitting there saying, "Man, we 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 had the lead and, and gave it up and, and lost by one." So we're fortunate in that sense, but it has been stressful. It's been entertaining. Fans can't say that we haven't been giving them their no. money, money's worth. They're getting their money's worth for sure. There's no doubt about that. You know, you brought up a point on uh, my radio show earlier today, and you just hit on it there. Is it a different mindset because you guys have not been uh, the hunted? You've been the hunter in every game this year, down double digits. We've talked about that. Is that a different mindset a team needs to have going into a fourth quarter of a game? I think so. Um, you know, we've only been favored in two games all year. I mean, of the seven we play, we've been favored in two, and those were when I say favored, lightly favored, less than a touchdown, and and so there's a there's a there's a certain level of pressure that comes with number one being favored, number two being ahead. Yeah, and we haven't been ahead all year. I mean, other than North Dakota, and that game was out of reach. I yeah. mean, really fairly early in the game uh, of the second half. So uh, I, I think to some degree, it's the first time this group of guys have been in that situation. The opponent chasing us down. We're playing with the lead and. And honestly, we just we got a little tight. Uh, I think uh, you know the pressure of the of the moment uh, and how that looked uh, was different. We got really comfortable at coming from behind. We, nobody panics, but uh, to some degree, I think uh, I think a little bit. We got a little tight. We made a couple mistakes late. Uh, we saw the same formations and, and routes that we had seen earlier in the game and played really well. And we turned guys loose late uh, offensively. We we saw a couple blitzes that we picked up earlier. And we turned them loose late. And I, I just – I think this is a great opportunity to learn from it. So – and I told the team, we need to get comfortable in this environment because we want every game from this point on for somebody to be chasing us down. And we want to get comfortable at staying in attack mode, staying locked in and doing the little things right to put the game away. 
that game should have been away, been put away much earlier. I, yeah. I feel like we squandered the opportunity to may, maybe make that a 17-point deficit, and, and we didn't, and they did everything right down the stretch to tighten it up and, and have a chance to win it. So, again, we're fortunate, but it is a different mindset. There is no doubt, and, and we got to get comfortable in that. So, can I ask you a hypothetical? You sure can. If uh, I'll make up some answers. There for you it. go. If because uh, Kevin and I were kind of debating this a little bit uh, in the booth. Uh, I know you run the end around with DT on the third down. If it's fourth and less than a yard in that situation, do you go for it? Like uh, Logan Bonner's like, yep, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I almost went for it earlier in the game at midfield when we had a fourth and two. And if you think about what we've done up to this point, we've gone for most of those. Yeah, and that's why I thought um, if it was close. And I know it was like yeah. fourth and three, and you I know, understand why you punted. The one earlier in the game, the one earlier in the game, we're up by, you know, you know that we're up by nine. Mathematically, the clock is definitely against them. Uh, I did not want to punt the ball. But at midfield and the way our defense honestly had been playing, everything tells you to punt it, run the clock, you know, put them in a really tough position. They did everything right from that point forward or, or that point on and made it much tighter. But, yeah, if that, if that situation is remotely close, we're going to try to win the game there. And, and we feel like we should be able to. We obviously didn't have very good play. We definitely wanted to keep the clock running. I mean, you had to keep the rock clock running there to make sure you milk it inside of a minute. Uh, so we did that. But had we gotten – had we made it close – I'd probably run it all the way down, take a timeout, put a, gr a great fourth down play on the field, and, and let's go, and, and then live with it from there. Because you love to you love to end a game. Oh, absolutely. Like that. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I hate punting the ball there, but it was the right move. Yeah, no, there's we no survived doubt. it. Um, you know, it's still mathematically the right move in that particular situation. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to run by you a little bit. Uh, Calvin Tyler out, uh, and and maybe out for a bit. Well, he could be. He may be back this week. I mean, okay. it is day to day with him in the hand. Uh, I actually saw the doctor today, and they were way, way excited about how things were looking. We're going to test him out tomorrow and see how he looks. Now, he may be out the week, but I, I think at most maybe misses this weekend. If if that, he may be ready to play. It's really going to come down to pain tolerance for him. Yeah. Stay, it's stable, and and the surgery they did to put the screw in there is 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 in great shape. So we'll see how he looks tomorrow, but. Other guys will step up. You know, they did this weekend. And, and that's what I wanted to get your opinions on. I thought Noah ran hard. Makakona ran hard. Uh, and and uh, Gentry, I thought, ran hard as well. And it seems like these guys came together and, you know, Calvin may be out. But I thought – and, again, it was this is a tough defense to run against. Yeah, but I thought they, they did about as well as they could have against that kind of defense. Everybody brought some value to the table. Um, you know, we've talked all along that we're going to probably be a little bit of a – running back by committee, even though I think Calvin has clearly shown his experience and his skill set. Maybe he's a little bit more prepared to be the guy, the every-down guy. But all those guys came in and, and made big plays. And to run the ball as effectively as we did against that front is huge. I mean, they are built the right way. They're a top-ten defense uh, for a reason. It has not been easy for anybody to run the ball against them. They see it every day in practice. And the running game that we did get, it put us in a position to stay balanced and, and honestly, to win the game. Now there were a couple key runs that we needed to we needed to convert on a couple short yardage situations that we did poorly in, and could have changed the game dramatically had we converted in a couple areas. And you just you got to give those guys credit; they did a great job up front with that. Luckily, if I'm not mistaken, they're all seniors. Yeah, everybody in the front seniors. I love the fact we'll see a different group next year because that is a phenomenal front. 
Well, that's been kind of the thing with a lot of teams this year with the uh, with the COVID extra year. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at uh, their linebacker, uh, and I don't have their in front of me, but uh, he's he seems like he's been there forever. Well, and, you would know better than I. Yeah. I, I mean, just know when you looked at the front and all the matchups, they're all really big. They're all very physical, and they've all got a lot of snaps under the belt, and it showed on game day. I mean, eight sacks, double-digit tackle for loss, the ability to stop us on third and short a couple times. It, uh, you know, we're, we're really fortunate to have been able to do enough in other areas to win that game, and I think special teams is a huge part of that. A few players that I thought jumped out. Uh, Marcus Moore continues to play well. I know he yeah. had to miss uh, with the targeting uh, a week ago, but I think – he continues to really yeah, develop does. and play well. Been really, really pleased with him. You know, he missed most of the spring with us due to an injury coming off a leg injury, ankle injury, and we were at times not sure if he would play this fall. We weren't exactly sure how he was going to respond to uh, some work he had done on the ankle in the offseason. He's been a tremendous bright spot. Uh, his effort level and energy level uh, sets kind of a, a tempo in that room, and you get a, it's kind of contagious to me when you're – one of your best players, again, is your hardest worker and, and practices well. It makes everybody else better. I think he and, and uh, Halle both in there really set a high standard and tempo on the inside. You get that from Byron and Henniger and, and Pat on the outside, and, and I, I, it has really helped us because we're not bigger than the people we're playing, but that tempo and that quickness and their effort level is keeping us in the mix all the time. And, you know, there's no difference from them. That was a huge offensive front a 250-pound running back, a 240-pound quarterback. And for the most part, we controlled that part of the game fairly well most of the night. And you got to give those guys credit on how they played up front in, in a tough situation. Getting early turnovers. I mean, you love turnovers, but being able to set the stage yeah. early in a game I think really is important. Yeah, I think it built the energy. Uh, I was surprised at uh, at just the the response to our team to the flag on the muffed punt. They felt like we got a bad call, and it lit up the entire sideline. Yeah. It really did. It lit me up. I broke a headset in the process of I, trying I, to argue my point. I heard about that. My mom, my mom wasn't happy with that, um, about me doing that. So she, she watched me on TV and wasn't happy with how I responded. But you could feel the energy on the sideline. I mean, it really galvanized the group, and, and from that point on, I mean, there was never a doubt in terms of energy level or excitement. Well, Coach Bond, I thought, and, and I know you were, you know, you're in charge of the juice, but also the coordinators are doing a lot on the sideline, and and it looked, and this is just from way up in the booth looking down, it looked like Bond got those guys together and said, "Hey, look, we got hosed on a call. You shouldn't be out on the field right now, but you are, yeah. and there's nothing we can do about it. So let's go." And he had those guys jumping up yeah. and down, and they were, I mean, they were foaming at the mouth, ready to get out there. You know, you never know how something like that's going to spark a team, and it just, you could just see it. I mean, you could feel it immediately. Now, clearly, AJ's interception early was huge. Uh, you know, our, our big physical corner, Mike, Mike Anjouan, uh <laughs> steps up. But something about that particular play, the fact that it didn't go our way, and and I, I don't know, I just it was a spark that, that was really, really good for us at the point in time that we needed it most, and, and I thought our kids fed off of it pretty well. Conference office, give you a word on that one? You know, that particular one, it, it was – I thought I thought they were pretty honest. It was a judgment call. It was it, it depended. He could have gone either way. From where his vantage point was, he clearly thought that the returner had to move around our defender to get to the ball, and that that would constitute a penalty. But on film, you see, really, it was just moving to catch it. Period. He said, "I'd been good with it thrown. I'd be good with it not thrown." I, I think it's a 50-50 judgment call, which a lot of officiating is. 
uh, you know, I was I was encouraged that that you know he stepped up and said, you know, there should have been a flag thrown on the last kick. It, they clearly weren't set. You didn't. You guys did not get an opportunity to really defend the play because of how things went. Should have been a flag. Game should have been over. Shouldn't shouldn't matter if they made it or not. Now they didn't throw the flag, and luckily they missed it because I. An apology a day or two later wouldn't have done that us a whole lot of good. Do a lot of good. Matter of fact, I saw that this weekend. There was a game that somebody lost that the officiating crew came back. I was at uh, Howard or some, uh, you know, something yeah, like it's that. FCS, wasn't it? Yeah, I, that's not a phone call you want to get. No, like, hey, we're really sorry, but you still have an L yeah. next to you. Yeah, uh, it doesn't change. Yeah, it we're, doesn't not, change. we're not swapping that out. Uh, a couple other things that I wanted to point out before we move on to Hawaii. Um, you know, uh, a good friend of both of ours. Um, Matt Wells, uh, always he always told me when you're backed up inside the five-yard line or inside your 10, you want to score points, obviously, but your goal is to get a couple first downs. Two first downs. Flip the field. Yeah. You had two deep possessions that started deep inside your own uh, on your side of the field, and you were able to push out. Yeah. And I think especially when you're up against a guy like Stonehouse, who's one of the best punters in the country. Yeah, no doubt. I thought you guys handled yourself really well in those situations. Yeah, he's two-time All-American. I mean, he can, he can pin you in from anywhere, and he did. Uh, a couple times, but uh, yeah, I thought we did a great job there. We we were able to you know extend the field, move to midfield, and and really give ourselves scoring opportunities for the most part. We did end up having to punt one time, but our coverage was phenomenal, and, and we put them down you know around the minus twenty twenty five, which against that style of offense we feel is pretty comfortable. But uh, it, it was special teams played a huge part. But you're right, that's kind of hidden. That's kind of the game within the game. Yeah. A lot, not a lot of people. They just realized, hey, we didn't get, we didn't score, but we did take the ball at the five and the minus eight, and move the ball to midfield and then flip the field. And that, in in tough games, especially with good opponents like this, those are those are huge, huge turnaround type series that set you up to score the next time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing too that I thought was great, and, and going back and rewatching this game and kind of seeing the moments of this thing playing out is, is. Um, is this offense willingness to spread the ball around. So, like, okay, obviously DT is going to be the focus of everybody. Um, you know, and Brandon Bowling had a couple drops, but he made probably one of the catch of, of the game. And then you've got Derek Wright, who, you know, just does his job, does and, and all of a sudden he's wide open. But I, one of the couple plays, is it a hard camp by Logan? Oh, is yeah. It, uh, yeah. And, and well, they were biting on that hard. They did. I don't know how many exactly, but there were – three or four, one of them on fourth and five. Yeah. One of them on fourth and five. Um, you know, we, we knew watching tape that their aggressive nature up front to rush the passer sets you up for that potential, that hard count, because they want to get a great get off, and that's why they got to the quarterback as much as they did. But it did hurt them in some key situations on third and fourth down. And we really two touchdown throws off of that. Uh, and, and Derek obviously did a great job of, de- of beating the corner. But that was a matchup we liked, and they gave it to us, and, and we took advantage of it for 14 points. We'll talk to Logan a little bit more about that coming up. He and uh, Johnny Carter is going to join us. Uh, also coming up next, uh, we'll have a chance for you to ask questions. If you got a question for Coach, uh, we'll get the wireless mic to you, and you get a chance to uh, get some thoughts as uh, we look ahead to Hawaii coming up next week. And uh, if uh, history's any indication, it'll probably be another great game. It'll go right down to the wire. <laughs> I'm sure it will. As long as we come out on top, it'll be fun. That's all that matters. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show live here at Old Chicago. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield.
Welcome back to Old Chicago. It's the Blake Anderson Coaches Show as we uh, get you ready for Utah State and Hawaii. All right, so if you're here, obviously you know you need to be at that game. If you're listening, you know you need to be at that game. But uh, that game against Colorado State was rocking. I yes, mean, it, it was. was. Again, the, the student section has just been huge for Crazy. you this year. Crazy. Um, and uh, you don't get that in a lot of places. No, you don't. I, I, I've never, you know had a few really cool games in my career obviously rivalry games with sold out crowds but a consistent you know just environment like we've had at every home game most people don't get that um and, and so I, i've done everything i can to tell them thank you and and and, the, and not just the student section I mean, we got we just got a great crowd in general um this game's no different we need them we need them big this week i mean one o'clock game these guys are not used to playing in a big electric crowd. They don't get that at home. They're coming across the across the ocean to yeah. us. It's going to be a little cooler probably than they want. Although you were trying to wish bad weather on me today. I don't want bad weather. I just want bad weather for Hawaii. There you I go. don't need bad weather for Logan. I need bad weather for Hawaii, folks. Uh, we want it to be about 45 degrees and, and, and crisp. Because they're used to 90. They're used to 90, okay, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so, but uh, – and the crowds have been great, and, and I love it. And I think I hope we're just we're just starting to build what this thing can be. Yeah, I think the possibilities are endless in, in terms of what that that environment can be like on, on on a game day. Well, and I know that you've come in, and we'll get to the white game and a little bit more X's and O's. But you came in with a lot of initiatives, like the uh, the paint the town blue, which our, our friends over here at yeah. Guild Mortgage were so big in being a part of, and and things like that to really rally the community. The fan support has always been really good here but it's time to take it let's take it to another level here yeah and i think a lot of this is i mean everybody saw what it was like without having you know fans in football a year ago yeah. and so and then obviously the offense is fun to watch we're, we're winning games that maybe people didn't expect i think it's a perfect storm here uh so hopefully we can just build on it and and you know, we got some we got two more home games down the stretch both of them huge i'd love to see some standing room only here to finish it out so uh, Todd Graham, the new head coach of Hawaii, um, he's was at Arizona State. Uh, has been all over the place, but he's he's kind of known for that hard, tough-nosed defense, yeah. hard-nosed, tough-nosed uh, football, and and he's got a he's got a tough tough team on his yeah, hands. Yeah, he does. Here. He does. I, I, I've coached against him in, in in previous years when he was at Tulsa. You always knew they were going to run the ball. You always knew they were going to get hats to the ball. He he is a I mean he's a hard dude to play for. He's he's demanding and physical and. So I expect that to what the team's going to look like. Now they don't—they're not as big and physical as what we just saw. They're going to look a lot more like us out in space. But there is a there's an edge to how they play and how they create their team, just like us. I mean, I think it's a it's a blue collar, you know, hard nosed team against a blue collar hard nosed team, and guys that make the least amount of mistakes got a chance to win it. Well, this is the time where you get asked questions. If you got a question for coach, raise your hand, and uh, Ajay will get the mic to you. Uh, go ahead, sir. Coach. Yes, sir. When Colorado State was going through that Charles Ford game. Hey, take it away from your mouth a little bit there. There, there you go. go. When they were going through that Chinese fire <laughs> yes, sir. the game, what was going through your mind? Uh, I was probably just as confused as everybody else in the stands a little bit. I expected that they were going to kill the clock. And when it became obvious that they were confused, I had a timeout on my hands, and I was trying to make sure that um, I was I was trying to get the clock to run, which I was not successful with. I was screaming, "Run the clock!" Yeah. I, I, 
I, I wanted to sit and just make sure that at worst that we were ready to play in case they tried to kick the field goal. I held on to the timeout. It was clear that they were confused, and I'm glad I did. Uh, but what I didn't want to do is not have a chance to defend the play. I didn't want them just to get a free kick without us having a chance to defend the play. So there was a thought in my mind, I, I may need to call it if they get set up perfectly to kick one. Luckily, they did not. I held on to it, and they missed it. I was holding my breath the whole time. Um, but uh, but it was – it was there was enough craziness right there that there was a thought that do I need to burn one if they get set up cleanly and obviously they didn't so uh, just trying to be ready if, if you know if there's something I need to do luckily all I had to do was take a deep sigh of relief and celebrate when you see that thing go wide left what are your uh, what are your thoughts when you see that uh, just pray praise the Lord we we survived one I mean it, it just everything for the last six minutes leading to that point had really gone yeah. for, in their direction. They had all the momentum. We were a little bit we were a little bit on our heels trying to fight that thing off. And I thought we made the right decisions in terms of game management to get to that point. We just didn't make enough plays to get them off the field. So when it goes wide left, you're like, wow, we got one break. Yeah. We got one big break, and, and we get a win. We survived, which you're going to have to do. In conference play, you throw all the records out the window – you're going to have to survive some, and you're going to need some balls to bounce your way. And that one did. Well, especially this year in the Mountain West Conference, when it's just it's nuts. It's yeah. I mean, this is a Hawaii team that has had some struggles, but they beat Fresno. Fresno Fresno's top a great 20, team. They're yeah. top twenty-five at the time. Yeah, and they're and playing, playing really good ball. So you you don't know. Uh, I think the later you go into the season, the harder it is to win. Yeah. People have people have a lot more film on you. You have a lot more tendencies. You typically have more injuries. Attrition is now fatigue starts to set in uh there's a lot of factors that make it much much more difficult and and i truly believe records are irrelevant it's that particular day who's focused ready has the right weapons at their disposal and goes out and executes and you see huge upsets you see games that don't make sense the later in the year they're even more obvious we just watched penn state in illinois yeah. i mean nobody nobody thought illinois is going to win that game and, uh, you know, it just it happens every week. By the way, if you could change the overtime rules, would you? <laughs> wow. I, I, it was kind of fun to watch, to be honest with you. It was pretty, it was pretty unique yeah. to see one go that, go that way uh, with the new rule. So when, uh, on a Saturday when you play on Friday night, are you able to kick back and watch a little football, or are you still just all mind on Hawaii and turning that page? Well, it depends on if we want, win or lose. If, if we lose, I obsess over the loss all weekend and watch a bunch of tape and just grind through it over and over again. Yeah. And what ifs? We won. My uh, my two boys were in town. We watched a little football, and then, honestly, the two of us, the three of us just got out and, and enjoyed the day. We had a lot of time. I haven't seen them uh, really since I got here. Yeah. And they both flew out for the weekend. We had a great time. So uh, I, I honestly just spent time with the family. If anybody else has any questions, raise your hand, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Hawaii. Yeah. A couple of players that really jump out. Start on the offensive side. Calvin Turner, not, uh, uh, you know, not, not, not your Calvin. Not Cal yeah, not Calvin Tyler. Calvin yeah, Turner. Calvin Turner, uh, he's got 50 carries for 294 yards. It's about a 5.8-yard average. Oh, and by the way, he's got 44 receptions for 514 yards and a couple touchdowns. Also, seven of those 50 carries on the ground have gone for scores. Yep. This guy can do it all. Yeah, he's – How he, do they – if, if nobody's out there has watched Hawaii, how are they using him? Every way you possibly can think of. Yeah. They line him up in every spot, running back, wide out, slot, motion him. 
Uh, he is at, without a doubt their feature guy. And, and that's kind of always been a, a staple of Todd Graham's offenses. If you look back, he's, he's always found that guy that kind of is a utility knife, and he does a great job of getting it to him. He's also going to return kicks and punts for them. So he's, they're going to try to get the ball in his hands as many different ways as possible. Uh, he got a little banged up this last week. It'll be interesting to see if that still hampers him at all. But he is dynamic, and he is a guy that you have to know where he's at at all times. Uh, 5'11", 195, so not the biggest guy out there, but certainly can do a lot of damage. Makes him really versatile. You know, he's just that right size to kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, and then you're not quite sure who you're going to see at quarterback. No, I really don't don't know exactly what we're going to see. I don't think the system changes a whole lot, but uh, we, we kind of have to be prepared for anybody and everybody. Similar quarterbacks and what they do? Well, pretty much. I mean, like anything, skill sets are a little bit different, but it doesn't yeah. change. They don't change a whole lot about what they're going to be. And then on the defensive side, Corey Bethley, number five, uh, 5, 10, 200-pound senior. He's got 59 tackles. He's got three forced fumbles. He has three interceptions, has a fumble recovery, about five-and-a-half TFLs and three sacks. No yeah, big deal. the guy plays all over the field. Now, they play kind of a unique style of defense. We, we kind of – label him as their spoke player, which basically means he's that second-level player right behind the linebackers. His job is really to run the alley on either side. It's designed to him to be really, really active. They'll blitz him off the edge. They'll line him up as a DN. Uh, but he, he is a very, very fast player, very active player, and intends to be around the ball a lot and has made, as you mentioned, some huge plays. Well, and this is a team that certainly – um, you know, you, you've got several Polynesian players on your team. You know the damage uh, that, uh, that that a team that's got that kind of uh, toughness to it. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, – and, and probably there's some connections between your team and oh, I would team. think so, probably so. Uh, the, if you look at the rosters, there are a lot of guys that know each other, maybe played ball together. Yeah. Their defense in front is really, really active with, with uh, the young man we just talked about playing behind that. But the front is very quick, not as – not as big and physical as we've seen the last two weeks, but very quick. A lot like ours. Yeah. A lot of movement, a lot of quickness, a lot of slanting. It's going to be a completely different animal for us this week. Are there a lot of guys on staff that kind of fought for the uh, Hawaii recruiting area? <laughs> you know, uh, we don't we don't set feet on the ground there a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot remotely, but we do have a handful of guys that, that find their way here. And, and you're always looking for connections. But, yeah, if we put that one up for bid, it'd go pretty quick. Yeah. All right, well, coming up next, we'll give Coach a break for a chance to go grab a bite to eat. And then coming up next, uh, Johnny Carter will join us as well as Logan Bonner as we continue to get you ready for Utah State and Hawaii. You're listening to Blake Anderson Coach's show from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. It's the Blake Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago and uh, now joined by a couple key players from this Utah State team coming off a huge win against Colorado State. He's now got two interceptions on the season. Uh, Johnny Carter is kind enough to join us. Logan Bonner, quarterback for this team as well. Johnny, let's start with you, man. Uh, two interceptions on the season. Big one last week. Uh, really set the scene there in the first quarter. Take us through that play. Uh, Well, I've seen it at practice a whole lot. We've seen it at practice a whole lot. Got penetration from the big guys up front. Had to make the QB uh, make a, a quick decision. 
And then on the back end, we got guys that's covering up guys. So he ain't right, have too many places to go, and I was just happy to be in the right place at the right time. I know they uh, they they took a look at the uh, the replay. Make sure you got it. Was there any question in your mind that you had it? Oh, no, nah, man. You know these hands are just like they, they lethal. You feel <laughs> me? Like I really these hands is like they magical. What what, what, what what was the switch like for you going from offense to defense? Uh, I feel like in my soul, deep down, yeah, I really I always been a defensive player because even when I play receiver, I love to hit the corner like the cornerbacks. Yeah. Like that was something I liked to do. So. I mean, it was awesome. It's cool, man. I love it, man. Logan Bonner now joining us as well. Uh, Logan, uh, another crazy game, another crazy finish. Uh, did it feel weird for a game to end with you guys on the sideline as opposed to another long game-winning drive? Because it seems like the offense is doing that more often than not. Uh, a little bit. Uh, as long as we end the, end the game in victory formation, I think it's a pretty good game for us. I, 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 would, I would agree with that. What's the transition been like for you, going from Arkansas State, where you're there for so many years, to Logan, Utah? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little different. I mean, this place is special. Um, as you can see, these these fans are unbelievable. The environment, the school, um, and I love it here. I, it's a little colder, yeah, but it's a lot prettier. Um, <laughs> the scenery is beautiful out here, and I I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, you get you got great you got good fan support in Arkansas State, but you got a student section that's just causing all kinds of problems for opposing teams. Yeah. Uh, to be able to play in front of a crowd like that, what's that been like for you? It's unbelievable. I mean, I've played in a lot of games um, down in the south, and and uh, we've never really had that um, type of home atmosphere. Um, we had some in certain games, but not every home game, and that's pretty special. And not every team has that in the country. Um, so I think it's really special for the fans and the students to come out and they support us every week. From your perspective <clears> – <throat> Uh, Johnny, going from last season where there weren't fans in the stands and, and, and it wasn't a fun year, I'm sure, as a player, to what you're going through now, what's that been like? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, last year was was the worst year of football I ever had in my life. And uh, I never wanted to experience that again. But this year, the fans is just the, – the atmosphere of the football game is just so it's so crazy, man. I'll be having fun. I get to yeah. bust a couple of dance moves, get everybody lit in the student section. So I mean, I'm loving it, man, and uh, I just appreciate all the all the fans, man, all the USU, the herd, all those guys coming out, man, showing us a lot of love. So Logan, this offense, is it the same offense you had at Arkansas State, or has Coach Tucker come and put a few tweaks on it? There's a lot of things we do similar, um, yep. but there's a lot of things that we do a lot different, and I think that's a, a bit a, been a big learning curve for some of us. Um, but if you really break down the base um, offense of it, some things are similar, some things are different. It's kind of a mesh of a lot of different systems and stuff like that. So I think Coach Tuck's done a really good job of installing it. I think the guys really love it. See, I, thought, <clears throat> I think a lot of people assumed, oh, well, uh, you know, Logan's coming in here. It's Coach A's here. It'll just be exactly the same. But, but you had to get up to speed on this offense too. I mean, this wasn't a no-brainer for you. Absolutely. I mean, we had to uh, – really dive in and start from scratch. No matter if we knew knew what we were talking about or not, I mean, I took the approach as I'm starting a new offense and, and learning it just like I've never heard it before. So I think that we did a really good job just diving in and, and learning. What's it like throwing <clears throat> to a guy like Devin Tompkins? And I guess, Johnny, what's it like for you in practice trying to guard a guy like Devin Tompkins? Man, hey, DT, I had you on your toes, man. Uh, that guy's fast like lightning. So when I watch him go against defensive backs and, 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 and on uh, our opponents, I'm already knowing he's going to win. Yeah. So, I mean, I just be on the sideline smiling. Like, if y'all don't triple team and double team and quadruple team him, it ain't going to work. But even when they do that, he still make plays. So, I mean, I love DT, man. He's a baller. 
Scott, I'd love to watch him play. And Logan, it's got to be fun to, to throw to a guy like that. Absolutely. I mean, he gives us a it gives us great opportunities to make uh, make plays on the field, and, and he's a good person. He's a great teammate, and everybody loves him. He also helps our offense in other ways, like gets other people the ball. I mean, they doubled him a lot last uh, last Friday, and that gave obviously opportunities for Derek and and Brandon and Griff and everybody else on the side of the ball that that they normally don't get. So I think that. When he gets one-on-one -on -one opportunities, he makes he makes plays, and then when he doesn't, he makes everybody else better. Even when he don't get one-on-one, -on -one, he still <coughs> make plays. Even when it's three-on-one. <laughs> All right, so Logan, I want to go back to the uh, the offsides. You drew Colorado State off a bunch of times, and you knew it. Are you always looking to to, to take the shot when you get the free play? Absolutely. I mean, once I see out of the corner of my eye the flag goes up, I know I have a free play no matter what. Um, I, I I'm watching the ball. As soon as I see him jump and I see the ball, and I, most of the time you can tell if it's them or us. I mean, if it's us, they blow it dead. Yeah. But so as long as long as I got a chance to uh, make a deep throw, I'm going to go for it because um, it doesn't matter. If we catch it, it's a touchdown. If we don't, it's still going to be five yards. So uh, we did a really good job of drawing them off sides. They were really aggressive, and we knew that, and uh, we made it count. And how about Derek Wright? Two great – I mean, obviously two great throws, but two great catches there in the end zone too. Oh, uh, those amazing catches. Yeah. Amazing catches. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it just seems like, I mean, there's a lot of guys from a lot of different areas and some transfers, the guys that have been here before, all over the country. And, and uh, Johnny, it seems like you guys blend together, man. It seems like this team genuinely seems to get along. Yeah, so when you said D-Wright name, that's like my boy. Yeah. We give each other a lot of talk. But I love D-Wright, though. That's and my the, boy, It's though. from the middle of nowhere, Utah. You're yeah. from Texas. I mean, it's, it's – but yet – but here you guys are. Hey, it's, it's all family. That's all love, man. That's that's what really makes us a good team. When everybody could be on the same page, that's make I, I can make a team so good, man. Uh, talk about playing with Coach Bondo. And and uh, there's there was a moment in this game that I thought was really interesting. You got uh, and I'll say it. You guys don't have to say it. You got hosed on the uh, call on the uh, kick interference. Uh, that should have been a fumble. Offense should have been back out on the field. However. They throw the flag. You guys are back out defensively. And I look down, and everybody in the stadium's mad. Everybody's ticked off. And Coach Bond has got you guys jumping up and down. Because there's there's nothing you can do about it. You can't get them to change the call. So you might as well go out there and make a statement on defense. And you guys went out and did that. Uh, something I learned from my coach in high school, Coach K, say he always tells us, control the controllables. So, I mean, that was out of our hands. We couldn't control that. So the only thing we can control is, is our attitude and how we approach the next play. So, I mean, controlling a controllable is, is it play a big factor in my life and, and me playing football. So, I mean, that's what we had to do, control the controls, and we controlled our attitude and how we came out and played for the next drive, and it was, and it was good. So, Logan, this offense has been so much fun to watch. You guys are doing a lot of great things out there. Um, but this team has a little bit of swagger, too. It feels like there's a lot of confidence. Uh, did, you, did you get that immediately right out of the gate? Did you feel like you guys could be special, or did it just kind of come along as the season's gone along? I think you find it in the summer. I think you, you work at it and you find it and, and you figure out, hey, these, these can be huge plays for us. And, and when we're installing in the summer and we're, we're working together and we're bonding as a team, and then I think it carries over into fall camp. And then I think what really happened was when we came out to Washington State and started moving the ball. And, um, and we didn't, nobody knew. Nobody, I mean, it's always hard to tell if you're, if you're going to be good or not because you're, you're playing your team every, every day in fall camp. And you don't know who, what the other teams are doing. Yeah. So it's always a, a, a judgment the first game. But I think that game really gave us a lot of confidence. And then at, game after that, game after that, we just started started rolling. I think that uh, nobody panics. If it's third and long, 
or a second and long or first down and ten. Like, nobody panics. If the game's on the line, everybody's level-headed. Um, and I think that gives us the best chance to win. I think that the group does a really good job of just being confident, knowing that we can make those plays. And I think we've done it time and time again. Uh, Johnny, did it feel <coughs> weird to actually lead for pretty much wire to wire in this game as opposed to having to come back from a double-digit deficit? Do it feel weird? Uh, I can't say it feel weird. It was the first time. It was exci- It was good to be, you know, for it to be the first time. Yeah. <coughs> but, I mean, it wasn't really weird. I mean, that's something I expect to happen. That's something I always expect every game. But, I mean, it was nice to, to be ahead. This team first. never panics, though. Nah. That's it, the one thing you never do because I do ride dirt bikes and stuff. And yeah. the one, number one rule is to never panic because if you panic, you make bad decisions. All right. So, uh, you're sitting at 5-2 and two on the season. Uh, you've kind of got the inside track on the Mountain West uh, division, but still five games to be played, a lot of football to be played. Uh, Logan, I'll start with you. What's the mentality of this team right now? Uh, obviously with a lot of confidence, but knowing the job's not done yet. We should take one day at a time. Today we worked on Hawaii. Practice got done a couple hours ago. And uh, take it one day at a time. Tomorrow we're going to worry about practice and, and the install and, and just take it one play at a time, one rep at a time, and, and uh, one game at a time. So I asked Coach about this to Johnny. You got this dude, number seven, who is all over the field, uh, Calvin Turner. He's got 44 receptions for two touchdowns, 50 carries for seven touchdowns. What makes that guy so special? Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He make plays, make people miss, yeah. get a feel. Um, he's cool. He cool. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Well, all right, final thoughts. Uh, what do you guys need to do to get a win? Johnny, start with you. Play hard, play fast, communicate, and tackle. Logan, put your coach's hat on. Give me the coach speak. What needs to happen for a W? Take care of the ball. Explosive plays. Uh, score, in the, score in the red zone. That's what the boss man would say yep. right there. Well, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, good luck coming up on Saturday. Look appreciate forward to catching them again soon. Go Aggies, baby. There you go. Coming up, final thoughts from Coach Anderson. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield. Final segment of the show, you're listening to the uh, Blake Anderson Coaches Show. So, Coach, what do we need to do this weekend? <laughs> you know. I'm joking, by the way. I'm giving Aj grief. You call yeah, this Braves yeah, we. Yeah, we. Well, it makes more sense that we're talking about we in that context. Yeah. But yeah, since he's a, he's obviously on staff with the Atlanta Braves right now. So, <laughs> But, no, obviously a huge game against Hawaii. And, and you and I were talking about, like, this conference is – it's upside down, and, and, you know, I know there's people that will say, oh, you know, they're favored or whatever the case might be. Uh, this is a Hawaii team, as you've mentioned. They, they beat Fresno. They've got good players. They've got uh, some explosive uh, players on this team. They can create a lot of problems for yeah, a no lot doubt. of any team in this conference. It, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. And, and I say this all the time. Just All you got to do is just pay attention to scores every week. It is uh, winning ball games at this point in the season. Uh, you you have to go out and play great ball, and we got to be ready to play. Had a good practice today. I think the guys' minds are in the right spot. Learned a lot this weekend. I hope that we carry with us, and we got to protect the football and play with tremendous effort. We got to tackle well in space. These guys are going to put us in a lot more space than we've been in the last couple weeks. You know, both those teams we played the last two weeks were 
really content at, at packing dudes in. These guys are going to spread you out. It's going to be a different kind of animal for us to, to play. And, and they're, uh, they've got a lot more team speed than we've seen the yeah. last two weeks. They're going to they're gonna cover ground way better than the last two teams. So different for us. And we just got to settle in and, and play really good ball. I just like to see us, again, play just play better ball, just a little bit better each week. Is this team more like you than any team that – I would say seen? anybody that we've seen in recent weeks, for yeah. sure. You know, definitely both UNLV and Colorado State were big – downhill, box them, you know, pack them in type teams. Hawaii looks a lot more like us. Quickness, speed, speed in space, the system they run out, you know, spread. I, I think this is where there's going to be a lot of similarities. Now, it's not the exact system, but yeah. there's a lot more similarities in terms of how we look, how we run, kind of how we operate, the tempo of what we do. Um, you know, who does it best? Who doesn't turn the ball over? Who doesn't make that big critical mistake? It's going to win the game. It's going to be a, a one-score game. That's what it is. For those of us that aren't up to speed on the X's and O's in terms of exactly what you guys do, uh, uh, is there what maybe Ole Miss, Arkansas, maybe close Miss, to what you guys do? Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned those. Ole Miss and Arkansas, if you look at their two offensive coordinators, uh, Jeff Levy and Kendall Browse were on staff together at Baylor for a long time as this, this system, uh, they were developing this system, you know, in conjunction with kind of what we'd all been doing. It really took off. Jeff Levy ended up at Central Florida. He and Anthony Tucker were on staff. Tuck was the co-coordinator. Now you've got Kendall Browse at Arkansas running the same offense. Jeff Levy running the same offense at Ole Miss that we're running. And you see Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, you don't run exactly the same thing because your weapons are, are a little different. But we're not all – we're not too far from each other. And, and on, a, on a given Saturday – you see a lot of similarities between those those three or four teams. Didn't get a lot of questions in via Twitter or didn't get a chance. Uh, one, though, I wanted to ask you, you think DT's a Sunday guy? Oh, absolutely, in the right system, absolutely. Yeah. I think with another year in his belt and really just him just continuing to build his skill set, and I'd like to see him return punts for us next year. He wasn't quite ready to do that this year, and Jordan Nathan's doing a great job. That's a job you should see him take over in the offseason. You're starting to see him get loose on kickoff return, you know, there is a place for him at that level because of the versatility that you get. And I, I think the offseason and what he does next year is only going to put him in an even better situation for him to make that jump. Well, Coach, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll do it again next week. And uh, uh, how about we go out there and get that win against us? Let's find a way to get it done. Appreciate <laughs> right. you. Sounds great. Good stuff. That is uh, Blake Anderson, the uh, coach's show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Remember, game coming up. It is an early start, 1 o'clock, which, by the way, is about 9 o'clock a.m. Hawaii time. So, yeah, maybe there's some body clock issues. 1 o'clock kickoff, 12 o'clock high noon pregame show. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.